What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your Pals Pass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and here to talk about the second day of the draft, aka Monday Night Raw, aka it's just a different content week for me, isn't it? You're not going to get a WWE last week from me next weekend either because we're going into Backlash. We're going to do a preview for Backlash in the next couple of days or so, but right now, talking about the draft, it's it's the weird, it's the weird time. We've got one show left. Now the draft is over. We've got this San Juan Smackdown to do before Backlash, which is the last show before the drafts actually take effect. And what did I say on night one? It's about factions. It's about championships. It's about what the shows are going to look like rather than uh, individual people. But I will say, holy crap, did we gut NXT. And I mean that in a good way. I, it doesn't sound like I mean it in a good way, but I do. Um, yeah, uh, much like on SmackDown, I'm not going to spend much time on the actual show content because no disrespect to the people involved. That's not why we're paying attention tonight. Triple H opened up night two, bragged about selling out the show, which is really good. I think they were somewhere in Texas. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Oh, I should say before I get started, because there's enough bullshit and negativity online right now. Um, congratulations to Ginny, former NXT UK uh, women's superstar Ginny, and Gunther, aka Walter, who just got married recently, which is super awesome. The pictures are all over Twitter, and I will say, for as terrifying as Gunther is, seeing happy Gunther is twice as scary. And Corey Graves and Carmella announced that they are expecting a little one, and if you've been following their story behind the scenes, you just, at this point, I don't care if you like Corey Graves, I don't care if you like Carmella, you gotta want good things for them at this point, and the people that don't, and the people that responded to this with some absolutely horrendous shit are really bad people, and you guys know me, I'm pretty much an asshole, so if I think somebody else is an asshole, they must be an asshole. Not naming any names, obviously. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Triple H comes out, brags about uh, selling out this venue they were in in Texas that I didn't write down, because it's not really that important, but yeah, they're selling out. They're selling out a lot, and this is not, this is not a dig at the other guys, um... But WWE is consistently selling out. The crowds are getting louder. Shit is happening. Now, there's things going on that people don't like. People don't like the new world title because it's like somebody getting a new name. They'll bitch about it for a week and then it just becomes part of the lexicon. People don't like that Cody Rhodes didn't win at WrestleMania, therefore all of WrestleMania was bad. But, like, good shit is happening and we're going to talk about that as we go. Um... Before we get into the draft picks, he announces that Brock Lesnar has announced himself free, or has arranged himself free agency, the same way uh, MVP did for Omos, and the same way that Ziggler, Ali, and Von Wagner from NXT all arranged for themselves on SmackDown. There are more free agents. We'll get to that when we get to it. Number one pick. Number one pick on the on night two of the draft is the SmackDown Women's Champion going to Raw, or staying on Raw, as you say. Rhea Ripley's the number one pick. And I do love this, right? Because Cody Rhodes it was technically the second pick. Was technically the second pick on night one. But the first pick was three people. The first pick was Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. So technically, Cody Rhodes was the fourth pick. So, in the eyes of WWE... 
current champion who actually did win at WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley, is four times the star that Cody Rhodes is. And that makes me smile a lot. And yes, we're going to talk about the belt stuff. Um, real, uh, recently, the people that I've seen on the on the more sane, calm end of things have just said, why don't we go a similar route to the... Um, to the men's titles and just have a WWE title and a world title rather than having to swap the belts again. Now, if they swap the belts again, I'm sorry, folks. It's not the end of the world. It's really not. You guys talk all the time about how silly the color difference is. Anyway, you guys talk about how silly it is that the belts are pretty much identical. Anyways, if they swap the belts, it's fine. If they rename them, it's fine. Rhea Ripley is a fucking star. And yes, there is a billion people that I like on that women's roster. I like Becky Lynch. I like Charlotte Flair. I like Asuka. I like Eosky. I like my girl Shotzi. But I don't have my illusions. Rhea Ripley, unless, unless you are an identity politics tard, Rhea Ripley is the biggest star they have in that women's division. She just is. Um, Austin Theory takes the United States Championship over to SmackDown. That was kind of predictable, seeing as Imperium and uh, Gunther brought the Intercontinental Championship over to Raw. Makes the triple threat match at Backlash a lot more interesting because Lashley is now on SmackDown. Austin Theory is now on SmackDown. So, Bronson Reed winning that championship doesn't make any sense because... He's going to stay on Raw. Gunther's not defending the Intercontinental Championship at Backlash, so he's going to be on Raw. So it's going to be Lashley or Theory. There's your spoiler for Backlash. Seth Rollins stays on Raw, which is absolutely fine. Charlotte stays on SmackDown, which is also absolutely fine. Maybe she, maybe she instead of Asuka can be the one that saves the, uh, the Raw Women's Championship, which is now also on SmackDown. Now, before Triple H left the podium, he did sort of look to the left. He announced, he reminded us all that there is going to be a tournament ending at Night of Champions for the new World Heavyweight Championship. And then Paul Heyman kind of comes out, shakes his hand, looks at the belt, says it looks nice and whatever. Um, says he's... <sighs> Paul Heyman is a great promo, but I think WWE overuses the fact that he's a great promo. Doesn't make his promos any less great, but I think on their whiteboard now, it's just have some Paul Heyman promo time because he... He's with Roman. Roman's on SmackDown. Solo's on SmackDown, but the new rosters haven't taken effect yet, and Solo did have a match tonight, so I guess he was there representing Solo. The Usos hadn't been drafted yet. Uh, I can make room for the logic of using Paul Heyman to fill some time tonight. Um, talked about uh, talked about the belt, talked about the fate of the Usos, talked about Roman Reigns and himself, along with himself and Solo, being the number one pick on night one. And he said, uh, "Wouldn't that title look good on Roman as well?" Which set Twitter on fire. So congratulations, you played yourself. I don't like that expression, but in this case, it works. And now he says. He'll, he'll be happy to go anywhere except for Monday Night Raw where they're surrounded by freaking clowns, freaking jokers, etc., 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 freaking, 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 cut off by Seth Rollins, he redeclares Raw to be Monday Night Rollins, Roman doesn't have to run from me anymore, you don't have to pull any strings to keep him away from me anymore, and at Night of Champions, I'll show him what a real champion looks like. I think it's kind of funny that all the conversation tonight was about Night of Champions and not very much about Backlash, because as I say, Backlash is sort of the last day of old WWE, and Monday Night Raw, the next night, literally, will be the first night of new WWE, and that's okay, but it makes Backlash kind of disposable. 
And that's also okay, because it means we're getting a televised house show, which is what the super shows were like. If, if, and I know people don't want to do this because um, it, it, it sits heavy on the mind or whatever. If you can set aside the politics, the Saudi shows are big, gigantic house shows. The super show they did in Australia was a big, gigantic house show. Clash at the Castle was an amazing show, but in some ways it felt like a big, gigantic house show. And if Backlash in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is going to get an insane reaction, by the way, predicting, not spoiling, um, then it feeling like a big, gigantic house show before we have sort of like the WWE New Year is absolutely fine, but Rollins setting his sights firmly on the new world title, he, you know, he's dressed extravagantly, what would be a, a good addition to his extravagant outfit, that brand new shiny toy that Triple H has just brought out, oh, oh yes, and yes, I do think it should come down to him and Balor as sort of a wink and a nod to when the two of them introduced the Universal title, especially because this title is a lot better looking title. Um, He's going to show Roman what a real champ looks like at Night of Champions. Sorry, got sidetracked a little bit. Solo comes out. There's a little bit of shit talk back and forth, and they make the uh, main event for later on that night. Solo Sokoa versus Seth Rollins. Doesn't hurt my feelings in the slightest. Um, don't have much on this. Becky Lynch and Dakota Kai, representing Damage Control, uh, have a non-title match against the current women's tag team champions, Liv and Raquel. The match is really good. Uh, Damage Control eke out a win. There's a promo on WWE.com about how Damage Control, once they land on SmackDown, are going to be holding all the gold on SmackDown, being the Raw women's title and the tag titles. Now, the tag team title situation for both the men and the women does need to be clarified, because there is, right now as it stands, one set of men's tag team titles, even though it's represented by four belts. And there's always been one set of women's tag team titles. We're going to get to that in a second as well. But... For now, if they go to SmackDown and hold the tag team titles on the Raw Women's Championship, hopefully, 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 after Backlash, that's a nice clean slate. Uh, Damage Control can land on a new show and have a new set of fortunes, so to speak. And, I mean, Liv and Raquel are a lot of fun. They do the little and big thing, which is kind of diminished by the fact that we see Braun Strowman and Ricochet later on in the night who are doing the fun little big thing a little bit better than them. But it is what it is. Um, the one thing I will take away from this, because Dakota Kai's not exactly a large person, so when she sold the fuck... Or, sorry... Uh, Liv Morgan is not exactly a large person, so when she sold the hell out of the chiropractor, that's great, <sighs> terrible. And then the reverse, when Liv hit the oblivion on Dakota Kai, and in the post-match promo on .com, she's selling basically that she's still loopy from the oblivion, which is absolutely fucking fantastic. Their backstage promo on .com, and I'm referencing it for the third time now, is way looser than any promo that they've cut in the ring. I hope they do a little bit more of that. Booker T and Charmel are the first guest presenters for the night. I did like this on Friday. I did like this tonight as well. We sort of made it apparent that uh, the brain trust of Raw and the brain trust of SmackDown were in separate rooms, and they were just having, you know, honoraries come out and make the announcements. Um, Sammy and KO, the undisputed Universal Tag Team Champions, are drafted to Raw, which is kind of... I, I On Friday, I sort of mentioned, you know, hey, so-and-so is staying on Raw, so-and-so moved to Raw. 
when they came together as a tag team, to the best of my knowledge, Sammy was a SmackDown guy and KO was a Raw guy. So KO is staying where he is. Sammy's coming over. They're still holding both titles. Rumor has it that once the new rosters are in play, Triple H has new belt ideas for the tag team titles as well, which is absolutely awesome. The Usos stay on SmackDown, which is fine, and it means the Bloodline is together, and a bunch of people lost their absolute shit. Uh, well, why did they bother listing them separately on the draft if they were going to draft them to the same show anyway? Because, A... It kind of made you speculate what would happen if the group was split up, what the dynamic would be, new directions for Solo Sokoa, new directions for Roman Reigns. And that those speculations as fans are still valid because the bloodline ain't okay right now. So, right now you go over to SmackDown. Sooner or later, the bloodline is going to rupture. Um, Roman Reigns casting aside the Usos because of their failures at WrestleMania and drawing closer their uh, their younger brother, the little enforcer in Solo Sokoa, is going to lead at some point after Roman loses his title to whoever. I don't I don't care. Put it on Lashley at this point. After he's dropped the title, there's going to be a tag match, and it's going to be him and Solo versus the Usos, which will eventually, eventually get us to the real finish of the story, which is Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. The entire bloodline started with Roman Reigns coming back as a heel and immediately gaslighting and recruiting Jey Uso. In the absence of Jimmy, before there was Solo, before Paul Heyman was revealed as the wise man, before Sami Zayn got thrown into the mix as an experiment, before any of that, there was Roman Reigns, gaslighting and manipulating and belittling and making subservient Jey Uso. The end of this story is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Sorry, Cody Rhodes fans, you can sit the fuck down. Done. Moving swiftly on. Judgment Day stays on Raw as well, which leaves the Judgment Day as a whole, which is cool, because the opposite thing happened with them as what happened with the Bloodline. The Bloodline was ready to split. You could see them you know, putting two of them on Raw, two of them on SmackDown, whatever. The opposite happened here. Well, Judgment Day's a Raw faction, and she's just won the SmackDown title. Oh my god, are they going to split them up? That's going to suck. They work so well as a unit. So, make you worry, make you twice as glad to have the best, best, best thing on Raw. Oh yes. Um, LWO, all five of them, Ray, Santos, Joaquim, uh, Cruz, and Zelina Vega, are all drafted to SmackDown as one unit. Fan-fucking-tastic. Strowman and Ricochet versus the Alpha Academy was a lot of fun. Strowman and Ricochet win. Um, I've said, I'm going to say what everybody else has said. Please give us more Ricochet versus Chad Gable one-on-one. Kind of cool, kind of really loose and relaxed, this match, because there wasn't really a heel team. It just looked like four guys having fun, which is always nice, and Maxine Dupree was on the outside as well. Now... Now, I really don't want to make the joke, but I will. If Maxine Dupree brings in the Maximum Male models, at some point, they have to name Ricochet and Braun Strowman the Twin Towers so they can go up against uh, Massé and Mansoir. If you haven't been following the news, that won't make any sense to you, but it is what it is. Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce, I'm an asshole. Don't even, don't even worry about it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. 
Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce come out to make the next round of picks. Now, Adam Pearce had been going around separately to Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar saying, this is a big night for me, this is a big night for me, I really don't want the show to fall apart, please can we maintain the peace? And they both laughed at him, so Adam Pearce is a loser. Moving. Adam Pearce has his own entrance music, though, which is weird. Uh, he could have just come out with Shawn Michaels, but whatever. Lesnar has an interruption, uh, comes out to the ring, bursts past... Adam Pierce and two sets of security to grab a microphone and say that he's the only real cowboy in Texas. Pierce and two two sets of security come down the ramp. Cody Rhodes comes in and gets him with a cheap shot because he's a babyface. Moving swiftly on, Liv and Raquel have been drafted to Raw, which is fine. Uh, again, the 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 whole aspect of are they gonna be going back and forth between shows until they lose the belts. Now, I think I know who the next champions are going to be, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, but yeah, for right now, Liv and Raquel and the women's tag team champions are on Raw. Asuka is going to SmackDown, so maybe she gets a second crack at Bianca Belair and maybe derailing the steamroller. That will be very, very cool. New Day moved to Raw. New Day being uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that Big E was a lot farther ahead in his recovery than was initially led on, and that he was going to be a surprise that showed up in the draft. Now, that would have been cool. Uh, sim similar rumors about uh, Randy Orton, actually. Uh, neither one of them were, and that's fine. Let them come back if and when they're ready. Don't rush them back just because you have a draft going on. Uh, it was cool enough on SmackDown to see the OC come back, including uh, the previously injured AJ Styles. Now, I know that Randy Orton and Biggie's injuries were a lot more severe, and when you're talking about the neck and the back and the head and all that kind of thing, you're talking about some really scary shit. But couldn't have been any fun for AJ Styles to fuck up his foot right before WrestleMania, so I'm still going to take that as a win. The other guys, if they come back, come back when they are ready to come back. Uh, New Day as a tag team, moving over to Raw, absolutely fine. Uh, if we're, if we're going to do what we did earlier on in the night and just have some fun exhibition face-versus-face matches, I mean, New Day versus Sammy and KO, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spit at that, not going to lie. Uh, Brawling Brutes are staying on SmackDown, which is which is absolutely fine. I thought they were going to split up the Brawling Brutes because of the rumors of uh, Pete Dunne getting his name back, but that has not happened as of yet. Riddick Moss on the uh, SmackDown lowdown when they announced uh, him coming to Raw. He has his original name back as well, which is kind of nice because Madcap was a really dumb name. Riddle versus Jimmy Uso with Jey Uso on the outside and Sammy and KO on the outside, but no solo. Uh, Riddle gets the win, Babyfaces collecting momentum on the way to the three-way, or sorry, the three-on-three three at Backlash. Means that the tag titles won't be on the line at the pay-per-view, which is weird. Jimmy goes to the back afterwards, getting in Heyman's face and talking about, uh, you know, I'd really like to know why he wasn't in my corner tonight. Tension, building, etc., etc., etc. Eric Bischoff and Rob Van Dam come <laughs> to make the next uh, set of picks. Trish Stratus drafted to Raw, so I guess she's actually just back on the active roster now, which is absolutely fine. She's all over social media right now, putting up missing posters for Becky Lynch, which makes me smile. Karrion Cross stays on SmackDown. He's going to have his one-off match with, uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown before Shinsuke moves over to Raw next Monday. That's going to be a one-and-done. That's going to be absolutely fine. 
Um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, as a team, are moving to Raw. So, spoiler alert, they're taking the tag team titles. LA Knight stays on SmackDown as well. A lot of people were pissed off in this round of the draft that LA Knight was drafted after Karrion Cross, and I'm just like, you really don't have much to complain about in your life, do you? Miz TV! Miz comes out to recap everything we've seen in the draft so far, which is nice. His guest is Nakamura. He tries to get Nakamura to be his number two. Because if there's one thing Miz needs in his WWE tenure, it's more sidekicks. Nakamura says a bunch of shit in Japanese. Miz thinks he's on his side. Turns out that what he was saying in Japanese was tiny balls. He tries to cheap shot uh, Nakamura, and Nakamura hits him with a Kinshasa. This is just, like, M Miz fucked somebody else's wife in the back, didn't he? Because he's just used as the punching bag to introduce people. He was the punching bag for, he was supposed to be the punching bag for Shane McMahon, ended up being the punching bag for Snoop Dogg, he was the punching bag for Pat McAfee, he was the punching bag for the return of Matt Riddle, which I don't mind, I like Matt Riddle, that's a separate thing altogether, but now he's the punching bag to introduce Nakamura back to Raw, that has to change at some point. The next guest presenters are The Road Dog and Molly Holly. Ricochet and Strowman are moving to Raw, so both little and big teams are going to be on the same show. That's not super great. My girl Shotzi stays on SmackDown. Not going to lie, I would really like to see Shotzi get a shot at Bianca Belair. Uh, Bronson Reed stays on Raw. Talked about that earlier. He's the only one in the United States Championship triple threat match that's actually stayed on Raw. But with that title going to SmackDown, I guess it pretty much X's him out of uh, contention for that belt or chances of winning it unless they're going to do something really, really funky at the pay-per-view and maybe throw a Gunther match on there last minute. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. But Bronson Reed versus Gunther is kind of a match I want to see. Uh, I don't necessarily know that it would be good, but it would be fun. And you got two guys that are two, like, they're both powerhouses for sure. Gunther's obviously got the backup as well. And uh, Bronson Reed is the kind of powerhouse that can sort of say, well, let me quickly steamroll your backup so we can have our match. But, like, I don't know how to say it. They're two very different kinds of big, and I want and I kind of want to see that come together. Uh, the last pick in this round is from NXT. The tag team of Pretty Deadly is going to SmackDown. I and I know that this is rich coming from me. Pretty Deadly are obnoxious, and I could do without them. I'm sure they'll do some fun stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure at some point. They're going to do Pretty Deadly versus the Maximum Male Models, and I'm just I'm just going to check out for a little bit. That's fine. Judgment Day come out to cut a promo to brag about being the best thing on Raw, Rhea Ripley being the number one draft pick. They're going to keep running Raw. They hype up their respective matches for Backlash. The fact that Rhea Ripley is going to destroy Zelina Vega and... Uh, Damian Priest has his San Juan street fight with Bad Bunny as introduced, or sorry, as announced last week. Um, th this is a setup for a, a six-person match on the night. It was Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and Zelina Vega taking on Priest, Dominic, and Rhea Ripley. I'm thinking Finn. Ba I was thinking, sorry, going into this match that Finn Balor would. Uh, not be involved that much, sort of take the seat outside like AJ, sort of like AJ did 
on SmackDown, uh, because I don't know the status of his head, but that was quickly... That was quickly sort of dissuaded when the match ends because Finn jumped in and blocked a 619 with his face. Uh, Judgment Day get the win. They need the uh, the momentum going into the pay-per-view. I mean, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny is sort of one of the matches that this pay-per-view is being sold on. And it's going to be a street fight, so it's going to be a plunder brawl. And it's going to be an excuse to get all of the LWO and all of the Judgment Day out there for a big schmoz. Uh, I mean, they're going to protect Bad Bunny at all costs, as they should. But, I'm sorry, I said this last week, and I said this in the night one of the draft, and I'm going to say it again here. I'm really looking forward to Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty damn sure, they're not going to have Rhea Ripley drop that title to Zelina Vega. But, even though I'm a, I, I'm completely behind Ripley. There's a small part of my brain that's like, if they give it to Zelina Vega, that's going to be really funny. And uh, I'll say what I'll say what I said on the draft. I'll say what I said um, for the last couple of weeks. The LWO is just fun, and they're all clicking, and they're all having a good time. And when you get that energy, when you get the five of them with the four members of the Judgment Day, who, like I said, are the most natural having fun, bunch of jackasses, probably in the company, the energy between these two factions is fucking awesome. It's kind of sad that the LWO is going to SmackDown, so it's going to be sort of a last hurrah for them, which is why I think they're going to use the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest uh, hardcore match as sort of an excuse to have one last schmoz between all of these people. And I'm predicting that JD McDonough is going to join the Judgment Day at some point because he's on Raw as well and the initials for Judgment Day are JD and that would just be funny. Much to the chagrin of all the SJWs on Twitter, JBL was back along with Teddy Long to do the next round of picks. The Alpha Academy stay on Raw. Rick Boogs is going to SmackDown. Really, 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 really cool thing for me. Uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance from NXT are coming to Raw. Now, they had set up on SmackDown a shot at the NXT Women's Champ Tag Team Champions, Ila Dawn and Alba Fire, after it was announced that they were going to be drafted to SmackDown. So, when going into NXT this week, and we're going to talk about this in a second, going into NXT this week... We were like, okay, so a SmackDown team or a Raw team is going to win the NXT Tag Team Championships. That's interesting. As well as Indy Hartwell, who's the NXT Women's Champion and injured, was also drafted to Raw. Talk about that in a second, because I am recording this after I watched NXT tonight. And, uh... <laughs> oh, man. I'm not as excited about this as some people are, but it's still pretty fucking cool, because we haven't seen them at all on television forever, SmackDown is going to the moon. I shouldn't do that because my voice is going to crack. Cameron Grimes is going to SmackDown. Good for him. Uh, since the last time we saw him on NXT, he's gotten himself absolutely jacked. Good for him. It really does... Um, oh, actually, I should, I should wait because there's one in the supplemental draft that I need to talk about first. Uh, Rollins versus Solo. Uh, I think there were timing issues. I think I read today that there were timing issues and this got cut really short. Basically, the match was a no contest after the Usos hit the ring, KO Sammy and Riddle hit the ring, and four-on-three brawl to end Raw. 
Rollins and Solo before the inter interference was as good as you would expect from Rollins and Solo, but that's not really why we're here tonight. Um, Rollins getting in Solo's face, so close to Solo and the Usos having completely separate things to deal with at the pay-per-view was a little bit weird, but also it's kind of weird that Rollins is facing Omos at Backlash. Uh, I've been defending that all the way along just because I think it's a really weird match that serves both guys, but it is it is weird that Omos was on the show tonight and didn't have any interaction with Rollins or vice versa, and Rollins sort of stuck himself in the Bloodline scenario, which is an entirely SmackDown act, while talking about winning the, the brand new Raw title. So there's a little bit of crossover there. Nice match to end the show. Supplemental draft. Um, nothing really to write home about until we get to the end. Uh, Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Johnny Gargano all stay on Raw. Tamina goes to SmackDown. Free agents are Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, who got a stupidly positive reaction in Paris, of all places, where they also sung uh, Seth Rollins' song for like 10 minutes or some ridiculous thing. Cedric and Shelton and Elias are all, are all uh, free agents as well, as well as Zion Quinn from NXT. Um, Tazawa... Piper Niven, stay on Raw, Humberto and Humberto and Angel, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Emma and Riddick Moss move to Raw. <sighs> Indus Sheer come to Raw. And I wish I could pretend to care because it's an NXT call-up, but Jesus Christ, I don't care. Odyssey Jones is moving to Raw. Odyssey Jones is a lot of fun. Odyssey Jones. I, I'm sorry, it's the predictable take, but it's the one I'm going to take anyway. Odyssey Jones, as a, you know, big, fun-loving babyface, has to go up against Bronson Reed, doesn't he? Just, you know, unstoppable force, immovable object, and all that. And the last thing mentioned in the supplemental draft, and it should have been announced on the show, because I think it deserves to be announced on the show, was from NXT to SmackDown, we have Grayson Waller. Which means, for me, if you guys have heard me make the joke for a long time, um that, you know, AEW have their pillars, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and MJF, which is absolutely fine, deserving. When that Fatal 4-Way comes along, I'm going to watch the fuck out of it. Black and Gold NXT had their pillars, in my own mind, Gargano, Ciampa, Balor, and Cole. And except for The Miz, the other three of my four WWE pillars are all now on the same show. You've got Grayson Waller, you've got LA Knight, and you got Austin Theory all on SmackDown, along with Cameron Grimes. SmackDown is going to be for me. SmackDown is 100% going to be for me. Loving that. Grayson Waller, super ready. Really, really surprised that Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams, and uh, Roxanne Perez were not drafted up from NXT. Maybe there's some more supplemental stuff going on. Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate were also hi highly rumored haven't heard anything about them either, but I think Tyler Bate is now trying to get himself into a North American Championship picture. So, it is what it is. Speaking of NXT, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, with all the titles moving between shows, between shows, between shows, we did have the tag title match between Iladon, Alba Fire, uh, Caden Carter, and Katana Chance tonight on NXT, and I thought there was going to be a schmoz, I thought they were going to stick in a third team so that an NXT type, type uh, an NXT tag team, there we go, words, could keep the title on that brand. Didn't happen. Isla and uh, Alba just 
successfully defended their titles. So, at least for this week, the NXT Tag Team titles now exist on SmackDown. The NXT Women's Championship, however, does not come to Raw. The injured Indy Hartwell came out at the end of the night to uh, to relinquish her title, uh, to talk about all of her time in NXT, etc., 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 and announced she'll be leaving that belt behind. There's going to be a tournament. The uh, winner of that tournament will be determined at NXT Battleground, which is their next big pay-per-view. And then, after her announcement and her leaving with Dexter, because Index is most definitely a thing, and they all exist on Raw together with Gargano and Candice LeRae, and, well, not Austin Theory, but I'm sure Tommaso Ciampa, if he ever comes back, all the women swarmed the ring because she left the belt in the ring, and, you know, symbolism is still a thing in wrestling. A lot. I said it at the beginning of night one, I'm saying it at the end of night two. This was not about individuals moving from Raw to SmackDown. This was about the reshuffling of titles, this was about the strengthening or weakening of factions, and this was about major, major call-ups from NXT. I think there were 16 call-ups from NXT. I could be wrong. I've got that number rattling around in my head. Somebody will correct me down in the box below or on Twitter at SpazPhoenix, I'm sure. But I have rambled for quite long enough. I tried to keep it under a half hour, and I definitely didn't. This has been The Draft. You're going to hear from me probably Friday when I do my predictions for Backlash. And at the end of the following week, we will discuss the first week in the new year of WWE. Let me know what you guys think down in the box below. I've been Spaz, your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, I am tagging. Bye, guys.